strong women, smart policy, solid theology, and no apology. This is Concerned Women Today with Penny Young Nance, CEO and president of Concerned Women for America, the largest public policy organization for women in the nation. Last Wednesday, during her Supreme Court confirmation hearings, Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson refused to define the word woman on the grounds that, as she put it, I am not a biologist. Clips of the exchange between KBJ and Senator Marsha Blackburn spread like wildfire through social media. I have a clip here. Take a listen. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition. Joining me today is Marsha Blackburn. She's the senator from the great state of Tennessee. She is an advocate for women who's a lot of experience. She was an elected official from for the state Senate in Tennessee and served in the House of Representatives before the Senate. She's the author of the book, Mind of a Conservative Woman, which is a great read and has a lot of great history in it. I would strongly recommend it for people who haven't read it yet. But I just want to go straight in and really get to the bottom of what is happening in, on the Supreme Court nomination. Senator Blackburn, thank you so much for joining Concerned Women today. It's just an honor and a joy to have you with us. Well, I am always delighted to join you and so appreciative of the great work y'all are doing around the country. Well, thank you. Man, I tell you, you know, we were all just shocked. <laughs> I don't even know what the words are, appalled um, by when in watching the hearing. Uh, this past week with uh, Kentonji Jack Brown Jackson, and you asked, and we played the clip earlier, Senator, when you asked the question of whether or not she could define a woman during the confirmation, um, and she answered, I am not a biologist. Um, you know, give me a little, uh, tell me what you were thinking about when you asked that question, and I know there was the underlying case, the Virginia case, that you were asking her about. So can you give our audience a little bit more color yes. on that? Yeah, I will be happy to. And I encourage people to listen to that full clip because I think it is so instructive. Now on Monday, when we did our opening statements, I told Judge Jackson, I was going to ask her about court packing and judicial philosophy. I was going to ask her about parental rights and protection of children and CRT and about how she had sentenced people in child abuse and child pornography exploitation cases and about her process of releasing hardened criminals from jail. I laid out my questions. And yeah, said, so there was no surprises here. You, you had told her what you were going right. to ask her about. She should have been prepared for it. That's right. So in questioning her about the school board that she sits on for an elite progressive day school, she had said she uh, found that she was very effusive in her talk about the transformational power of progressive education. Well, one of the curriculums taught at this school is called woke kindergarten. And it teaches children 
as young as five years old, how to choose their gender. And I asked her about that. She would not answer that question. So I moved on and I asked her about the US versus Virginia case, which you're very familiar with. This was the case that VMI, Virginia Military Institute was being sued because they would not admit women. Mm -hmm. The majority opinion was written by Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg who said, in her writing on the case for the majority that there were enduring differences between male and female. So I read Justice Ginsburg's statement and asked Judge Jackson, do you agree with Justice Ginsburg? I asked her twice. She wouldn't agree with that statement. So I looked at her and I said, can you provide me the definition of the word woman? She said, I can't. And then she went on to say she wasn't a biologist. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was really stunned. I thought she would agree with Justice Ginsburg. And then, of course, my follow-on question was going to the NCAA and their allowance of biological men to compete with biological women. Right. And Go ahead. These are all issues of our culture. These are issues that will be coming to the court. It is instructive to know what somebody's philosophy of life, philosophy of government, how they use discernment in looking at these issues, Penny, because a Supreme Court appointment as an associate justice, that is a lifetime appointment. That's right. There is one time the American people are going to get to hear from this justice before they take their seat. And it is during these hearings. So it is imperative, absolutely imperative that we get answers to these questions. Well, you were asking the question that everybody wanted to know, right? This is one of the hard issues of the day. I know you're hearing about this issue from parents in Tennessee and, and, and just in concerned citizens, we're hearing about it from around the country. What are your constituents saying to you? What was, you know, sort of the buildup to you deciding, I, I really need to ask her about this? I like to say the security moms are back in full force. That's right. And not only is it economic security, job security, um, national security with and this really perked up after we came out of Afghanistan in such a debacle and now people are looking at Russia Ukraine they're fully aware of what China is doing trying to conduct an economic activities against us what China is doing with great power competition in their military buildup and so uh, crime in the streets, the southern border, women are very concerned about their ability to rear their children as they see fit. They realize during COVID what kids are being taught and subjected to in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And they realize the intensity of that. And Penny, this is why more women than ever are running for school board this yeah. year. Yes. They're fed up with this. <laughs> well, every chance I get, I make the call to action. 
to women, conservative women. We need more women on school boards. I mean, you're you're singing my song here. Um, it's the it's also it's sort of the farm team, right? For bigger and better things. Yes. Other you yes. need to start out somewhere. You need to learn, and we need them to be active. But um, back to uh, KBJ. You know, you're right. The case, the Virginia case, U.S. versus Virginia, which is the VMI case, is a very famous case. Law schools all over the country teach it. Yes. It, it does concern me either she wasn't being truthful or she didn't know. And she that's almost more alarming that she didn't know about the case. Um, and uh, you quoted the iconic Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, she is the woman that uh, feminists all over this country held up as, you know, the icon, that one that they all looked up to. Um, and, you know, that, that was honestly, we were so grateful to have Amy Coney Barrett as a conservative woman, as a mom, as someone that we could point our young daughters to. But the feminists love um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So for to hear her, you know, backpedal on just basic law, on the fact that there are physical differences between men and women, something on the basis of sex, of course, is that that uh, legal term of art that Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote about extensively. Um, yeah. What does that mean for the law? I mean, you know, the truth is there there are cases and there and there will be cases that will come before the court. I fully expect Title Nine. The, I, I fully expect the Leah Thomas issue, the University of Pennsylvania NCAA's violation of civil rights of women of allowing a um, biological man to take the trophies and take the scholarships of women, of biological women, to come before the court. Her answer to that question really gives me great pause. Oh, absolutely. When you talk about Title IX, or even Title VII, sex discrimination. When you talk about these provisions in federal law, if you are erasing what is a woman or what is a man, if you're taking protections away from women and from girls, then does that destroy Title IX? Does that destroy Title VII? Does it mean you cannot enforce the Violence Against Women Act? Mm -hmm. What is that going to mean? And this is why it was important to me to have that discussion with her and go through this process of how the progressives are using education, reframing gender, Looking at the seminal case, VMI, every woman's rights activist knows this case. It is right. taught in law school. They know this case. They know those writings. If they've watched the movie RBG, they know this. Right. And then to bring that to bear on what we see transpiring today, whether it is any number of these athletic competitions for women. What is it going to do to college women's basketball? Mm -hmm. What is it going to do to college women's softball teams? What is it going to do to male, female track teams and competitions? So I, I think there are a lot of tentacles there and Penny to me as a mom, as a grandmom, it was important for me 
to hear from her where she stood in defending our families and our children. And I asked the question, and of course I'm being just beaten up by the left. (laughs) Whether it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or the whatever, you know, they're going to be after me. Yeah, the haters gonna hate, but listen, we love you, we appreciate you. We're so grateful to have your strong, courageous voice speaking for women. We do not believe in the redefinition of women. We believe that we are fearfully and wonderfully and uniquely made. We want to protect women in women's prisons. We want to protect women in domestic violence shelters. We want to protect women's sports. We want to protect those few little tiny set-asides that women have, the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. If you can't define a woman, then those can't stand. So you did exactly the right thing. You asked exactly the right question. You asked the question that's on the minds of moms and grandmothers and young women all over this country. So I just want to thank you. Thank you for your service, Senator. And um, we will continue to talk about this. We could go on and on, but I know you have a lot to do. We're very grateful for your service. Thank you so much. It's always good to join you. Thank you. God bless. We'll leave it there. You know, for more information, you might want to come to ConcernedWomen.org. We have a lot of great information on this nominee, but also I want you to call your senator. Call your senator and let them know your opinion on this nominee. It's very important. And don't forget that April is Faith Month. Be sure to come to our website and order your Christian flag. Now is the time to stand up for your faith.